Music is able to connect us to one another and to God in really profound ways, especially when we're willing to be vulnerable and honest. That's something Gable Price has worked hard to foster in his own music, writing songs that capture the ebbs and flows and mountains and valleys of this life. Welcome to the Prodigal Stories podcast, a show where Billy Hallowell and I take you through some of the most powerful stories and testimonies of our day, stories of hope, transformation, and intrigue. Without further ado, here's our conversation with Gable Price. Gable Price, thank you so much for being here. How you doing, man? I am doing well, man. I, uh, I'm stoked to be here. That's, that's all I've got to say right off the bat. A lot of people will be, will be familiar with your music. Anyway, it's good to talk to you. And your second album actually just came out, what was it, the end of, of 2022, right? Yeah, yeah. November 11th, 2022. Did you know that music was something you wanted to do? How did you get into this kind of work? Yeah, I knew I knew I wanted to do music. I think uh, so. My dad was a worship pastor at a vineyard church. Um, the majority of my growing up, so from age seven to seventeen, um, he was at, between two different churches through that time. Um, actually, it might have been a little longer, but um, I always just wanted to really be like him. And uh, he would show me great songwriters. He handed me the beautiful letdown as my first album, the Switchfoot record, which they just re-released today. Um, but uh, and so I, I lo- always loved music, always loved, always loved writing songs and was always around it. I think I wanted to be a worship pastor for the majority of my life. And um, through pursuing that, just found out, just found how much fun I have playing live music in general. And uh, yeah, just kind of all happened, you know? Yeah. You know, a lot of your songs, I, th- I think the appeal for a lot of people and what drew me to some of your music to begin with is how vulnerable it is. Right? It's, it's, uh, there's a lot of faith themes there, uh, but it's also very human and just honest about uh, different life circumstances. And it's something that a lot of times, particularly I think in the Christian genre, and I know you don't necessarily fit the the ccm genre completely but um you know there there's some tie in there and for a lot of that music uh it doesn't feel as vulnerable or as raw all the time Uh, so tell me a little bit about that process and being pretty open with with things that you're thinking and processing through yeah i mean i i think some of the most beautiful songs i listened to growing up were songs that people were writing exactly where they were at um i think and I don't, I hate knocking mainstream, you know, Christian music just because I don't necessarily have a plan to fix it. And sure. I kind of hate throwing stones at glass houses if I'm not going to fix it. But um, I, I think in music in general, I don't think there's much bravery in writing when you're past the thing. I think everything is a past tense pain. Like if they sing of pain, it's past tense. I used to be this. I felt this at one point. Um, and but I'm great now. God came along and now I'm great. And I'm like, man, where's the song for the person who's in it? And where's the song for the person who doesn't particularly need a resolve right now? Um, And so I think I started writing partially for that of, you know, leaving these open-ended questions and not necessarily solving it at the end of the song. And I think that kind of, I mean, that definitely appealed to people I found. And um, yeah, there's, there's, no joy for me in writing a song that doesn't feel like it's exactly where I'm at, which kind of is one of the reasons behind why our, our music ebbs and flows thematically pretty common and pretty often, you know? 
Was that something that you were like, did that, did that come naturally to you? Or was that something that was intimidating to you at first to be kind of different in, in that way, right? And in, in opening up about what you were feeling in the moment rather than talking about the delivery out of. Yeah, I mean, so I, I feel like I did compartmentalize music for a while where I was really good at writing um, super, super vulnerable stuff. Um, I called it my sad boy music. And then I tried to write, you know, congregational worship music and stuff like that. And I, I never quite married the two. And I was like, well, I can write this and I can write that. And I think Abel Price and Friends started when I started to combine them. So I think finding a way to combine my process with uh, the faith ties to my music was, you know, was a longer process of figuring out how it worked. I mean, as you can see from our our first EP, the writing EP to now, um, you know, there's, but the, my feelings were mostly the same the whole time. It was just a matter of finding a way to create this honest reflection of life and faith. And they don't have to be these two separate projects. And tell me a little bit about your faith background, right? Because there are so many faith themes. I mean, even one of the songs on the newest album uh, is is titled Jesus Christ, which I want to get into yeah. get into some of that in a little bit. But before we do, talk a little bit about your faith background and, and where that came from. Yeah. So I, like I said, my dad was um, in ministry the majority of growing up, and it wasn't necessarily... I, I, he was at a non-denominational church. I think... I grew up in a very natural, accepting, non-legalistic environment as a whole that it, I don't really feel like I had a burning bush or a blinding light moment of like, oh, you know, I need to repent and believe. Um, I just felt like I always, I grew up in a really healthy environment. I always, I don't know life without Christ. I don't know, I don't have a part of my life where I was like, oh, I felt separate or I went on my own and did my own thing. I feel like I've always just grown up in a really healthy environment and I've always had a really solid relationship with the Lord. And um, so for me, it just always came naturally. It never felt um, like I had to learn to talk to God um, or learn to pray, um, learn to pray naturally or without like, you know, the, our father who, you know, just very, um, you know, um, scripted and stuff like that. I've just, it's just felt natural. And I feel really lucky for that. I used to wish I had a, you know, one of the testimonies that brings people to tears, but mm -hmm. I just feel lucky that I never, I never yeah. had to figure it out. It just, it just made sense. You know, I think that is so common because I grew up in the, in the church. I grew up in a Christian family and I'm blessed because of it. But I do think that there is that pressure of like, oh man, why don't I have the radical, like incredible yeah. uh, testimony story of going from being in, in complete and total despair to then all of a sudden yeah. a light bulb <laughs> moment and I had faith. And then I, but now as I've gotten older, I've thought and have, have had friends and family members who have had those radical transformations. Mm -hmm. I, I think what a blessing it is to not have to necessarily go through some of that. Yeah. You know, you have your own trials. Everybody has their own trial and their own demons that they're bad. Battling. Um, but to not have to go through that is a, is also a blessing in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and within that, you know, it brings its own questions of, right. you know, always knowing it, you start to, you see people with radical trans transformations and you think like, man, should I, this is bad. I'm like, should I, should I blow it up real quick? <laughs> just, just so I can come back and see, you know, you know, catch the fire like that. And, you know, luckily I never 
never went that far. But um, yeah, man, I, I feel I feel lucky, and but I also there's a, there's a beauty to testimony, and you know, hearing these wild stories of people mm-hmm. coming to the Lord from complete you know disarray in life, and um, yeah, I'm just uh, it's I think there's a beauty to both. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to talk to you about the song Jesus Christ, because that's obviously one of the most, I think, transparently Christian, right? If you're just looking at the yeah. album uh, and, and you're listening to him and skipping through the songs and you hear Jesus Christ, obviously that one's uh, that one's pretty, pretty connected to your faith. Tell me a little bit about yeah. the inspiration for that song, the lyrics, because it's a really, I think it's one of the, the rawest songs on, on this newest album. Yeah, I mean, man, I, that song, I, I think I cried while writing it. and I think I probably only cried during two or three of the songs during the album, which I guess is a good ratio. Um, but, you know, I'll get messages from people who followed us um, around our first album, Fraction Heart. And they'll be like, why aren't you a Christian band anymore or stuff like that? And I'll be like, well, technically, the song Jesus Christ says more says Jesus more than that whole album did, that whole Fraction Heart. So technically, we're more of a Christian band now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, no, I, so with that song, um, let me think to where I was. I was in my room uh, of the house I was living in. This is before I got married. And I just started playing that, you know, the, the line from that. And uh, I think a lot of the album... I tried to approach the faith concepts, you know, like songs like easy to love you. And, um, even the song Jesus Christ as this, um, not a breakup, but like a relationship that needs some sort of mending or, you know, the, the empty nest feeling, even when like you, you know, a marriage has had, you know, their kids and then the kids finally leave and you're just like, okay, what do we do now? Um, I always, I refer to like worship leaving because I wanted to be a worship leader my whole life. And then whenever I didn't, I wasn't leading worship, I would just be like, okay, what is my relationship with God? And so it felt like this empty nest feeling. And um, so, yeah, I think with the song, Jesus Christ, it was just this almost like an honest letter to God of like, Hey, I think you should know this. Like, yeah, I, I told you I'd never leave, but I, while I was leaving, I tripped, I sprained my ankle. I'm at the bottom of your apartment complex and I need help. Um, you know, like I can't get home alone. Uh, and just like more of a human approach to the faith struggles of, you know, just th- this journey that I think we're all on of maintaining this intimacy with God and nurturing the relationship, just because like any relationship that needs to be nurtured. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that song is just like a series of confessions um, to God. And then this acceptance of, I, I really need, I really need to hold on to something, you know, no matter how fast this thing grows, how much I feel like I get life figured out, I need something to hold on to that's eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things in my life, you know, and we, even with the band growing, there's this success that's starting. Um, and I can't hold on to it. It moves and it slips and it slides and it, you know, it, runs away and so i think that song is just this acceptance of there's a lot of things that can make me feel like i've figured it out but i need something eternal and none of those things are yeah yeah i think that's so true that it is we always it seems like we reach arrival points in our life right where we feel like i finally locked it in i know what i'm doing i figured this process out 
yeah. and then I think the Lord comes in and says, oh, not so, not so quick. Maybe you, maybe you haven't figured it out uh, or life just throws us a curveball, Right. And then we have to figure yeah. out how do I scramble and then uh, find, you know, where I fit again. Um, I, I think what's interesting about y'all's band is you listen to the first album. And then if you go right into listening to the second album, you can sense a shift uh, a difference in the music. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that process and and why that shift happened. Uh, you know, because you are still obviously a believer and you still yeah, have yeah. so many faith themes in there, uh, but yeah. there is a marked difference. Yeah, I mean, so I, you know, I pride myself in writing exactly where I'm at with each song. Um, and there, there was an EP in between those two albums that I feel like kind of eased the transition a touch. Um, but not not fully. I and I definitely recognize that there was a big shift. So in terms of where I was at in life during Fraction Heart, is I was in ministry school. So you know I'm getting uh, two three sermons a day, um, deep you know just teachings and things to digest, and um, all while I was in the middle of what was probably my first and I'd say only so far major faith crisis. Um, just really trying to figure out what I believe for me. And uh, it wasn't quite a deconstruction, but it was a, oh my gosh, th this is all I've ever known. And I've never really thought about it. And so I think a lot of Fraction Heart, that first album was a reassurance. You know, I'm writing these songs um, to reassure myself of what I believe. And I'm, you know, beginning to believe them again as I write the album. Um, so that was my, my faith crisis, my ministry school album. And then, uh, because that's exactly where I was at. Um, and then throughout this transition, I graduated um, three weeks before Fraction Heart released. Um, and so as the EP, if I'm being honest, comes out, that's about a year after Fraction Heart, you know, still trying to get my feet under me outside of, you know, um, ministry school. I don't even think local church had opened back up to the public yet. Um, wait, it had, that was, it was a year later. Wait, uh, I just hadn't fully integrated. It all runs into, together, you know, it all run, dude, <laughs> 20, end of 2019 to 2021. I'm just like, what happened right. there? It's one um, big blob of time. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get to, um, you know, this album and since, since that first one where I'm in ministry school, I'm figuring out what's next. I'm, uh, you know, going through this crisis, we get to this next album where I feel like my relationship with God is, is really solid, really steady. Um, you know, I've, I've figured out a lot of the, I haven't figured out a lot of the questions. They just don't, you know, run me down as much as they did. Um, writing the album while I'm getting ready to be married in, and then in early, you know, the early first year of marriage, um, I just quit my job to pursue music full time and uh what else and we had just signed a record deal and so it's all of this transition life is just happening it's moving so fast and so with me writing exactly where i'm at i'm like well i feel great about my relationship with god right now um it feels steady it doesn't feel like it's up and down and up and down it just feels like it's boom uh and so i felt like the more tumultuous things in life that i wanted to write about were just these these struggles, you know, um, uh, you know, I, my, my car keeps breaking down. Um, I'm learning how to deal with conflict, both in life and in, in love and stuff like that. And, um, so I think the natural, I don't think there was necessarily a shift in my mind of 
we're a Christian band and now we're not. I think it was like a, this is my, this is my struggle right now. And this is my struggle right now. And I've always said we're Christians in a band who sing about what we care about. And so a lot of times faith comes out of that. A lot of times belief, a lot of times my relationship with God, but a lot of times it's just love. It's writing a song to my brother, you know, telling him to just hold on. Life is hard. Um, And so that's kind of been the natural progression for me. I don't feel like there's been a shift um, mentally, but I understand sonically and lyrically it feels, it feels that way. And I can recognize that. Yeah. Well, you know, but I think there's a beauty though, in just celebrating the human experience, right. And an aspect of the human experience is faith. uh, So that works its Mm -hmm. way in. Uh, But there's also so much more that we, that we deal with as human beings. So I think touching on all of that is important. Um, And it seems like, at least in my experience and the experience of, of loved ones in my life, it, it's been seasons of transition when those mm-hmm. questions of faith and those doubts kind of arise and unearth themselves. Um, yeah. So for people who are listening to your music or maybe in a similar position that you were when you wrote some of these songs of, mm-hmm. man, I'm going through a really tough time. I want to cling to faith, but I'm not sure what that's going to look like when I get to the other yeah. side. You know, what word of wisdom or advice would you give to them? You can't, you don't know how the book ends if you put it down, um, yeah. is, is, is always been my, my thought process when things get hard and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't put the book you're reading down because you're scared of the ending. You got to keep reading, got to keep going. Um, now, obviously, you know, there's more, uh, psychological and other ways to approach it. You know, I, I have mentors, I have counseling sure. and, um, stuff like that uh but we have a song called brother jack and i wrote it for my brother as he was going into a senior year and i wasn't home and so i you know wanted him when when he goes to these questions when he um you know feels the things that i think a lot of people coming of age start to feel and people at all stages of life you know to keep your head straight your hopes up and your heart right and uh, I think that'd be my word of advice to anyone who's going through a similar thing that I went through is, you know, life happens to everybody. Horrible things happen and also great things happen. Um, but you got to throughout all of it, you got to keep your head straight, your hopes up and your heart right. And then it's bound to work out in your favor. Yeah, absolutely. And I know as we're rounding out the conversation, I do want to ask you too, uh, what has it been like to be on the other side of releasing two albums, a couple of EPs and now touring uh, yeah. how has that grown you as an artist? Because that's, that's a lot going on. Yeah. Well, so I, I kind of thrive with like the grind. I like being in the weeds of everything. Um, and so like when I'm not in the conversations with like merch and stuff like that, and you know, the, the details, that's when I start to feel like, what is my purpose here? But when I'm, when I, when I'm really grinding and, and I feel like we're we're building something. I feel, I feel pretty alive in that. And so I would say on the other side of everything, I'm just, you know, you know, in between, especially in between a tour, I'm like, okay, what can I do now? What can I do now? You know, I, I just believe in this thing and I feel, feel great about it. I want to write another one and I want to write another one and another one um, and find out new ways to say the same things that people have heard their whole life. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I think it's so important to to really stoke that right when you find something you're passionate about and you you mm-hmm. feel like you're walking in the path that you need to walk in keep doing that yeah. right and then when the door closes you walk through a different door but yeah yeah you, you break through a window you know 
Yeah, right. Yeah. As long as <laughs> as long as there's a door open or a window to be broken, uh, then yes. uh, you're okay. Uh, I think exactly. I think that's the perfect way to end this conversation because you can't get better better advice than that. Uh, you know, yeah. find find a window to break through. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So, but uh, Gable Price, thank you so much for taking some time. I appreciate it. Oh man, of course. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, that is all the time we have for this episode of the Prodigal Stories podcast. A special thanks to Gable Price for joining us on this episode. As always, check out cbnnews.com and faithwire.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode.